Look at you. You made it to another episode of We Did That Shit podcast, where we talk about who did some shit, what we learned from shit, and how we got through some shit. I'm Aya. And I'm Babi. Podcast family, we appreciate you, and we hope your week was the shit. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. If you enjoy our company, Please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. We're on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, Spotify, and Anchor. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at We Did That Shit. Hey, Maya. What's up? How you been, boo? You got on my nerves before we started this, and then I'm trying to like... <laughs> get myself together because once somebody gets on my nerves it's so hard for me to get back on the other side of when you didn't get on my nerves get over it (laughs) so so i'm happy to have you back anyway oh i'm happy to be back (laughs) but i knew you were still mad that's why i was looking at you i'm not mad i just said you you got on my nerves it's the difference between you getting on my nerves and me being mad i'm not mad but once my nerves is turned on (laughs) it's hard for me to turn them off well how was your week my week was except for the last hour yes um let me take a deep breath podcast family for those of you that don't know Maya and I rarely agree on anything right (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) and it's not even about disagreeing because the thing is is that you can agree to disagree but like you was hollering and shit and like what was you hollering for you was hollering. First of all, I was not hollering at all. You now, were hollering. No, I wasn't. When I'm hollering, people don't hear your point. I no, heard no, no. your point, and you when got I'm loud. Hollering, you got loud, you and I got hollering. Loud. No, 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 no. When I'm hollering, you know I'm hollering. You've known me forty years. You know when I'm hollering. I wasn't hollering. I was just listening to you, looking at you like you was crazy because you I'm was not hollering. Crazy. Uh, and I wasn't hollering. If you yeah, wasn't hollering, you was I wasn't hollering. It must really be hot. It is hot in here, but I refuse to turn on the air condition. Yeah, but anyway, let me take a deep breath. <laughs> Since I've been gone, <laughs> I have had a great week and a not so great week. What's wrong? Um, I got into a car accident. Oh, yeah. <laughs> vacation look I didn't even go on a vacation I forgot about that I know. <laughs> right I mean I got into a car accident I don't have my car right now my car is being fixed but thankfully you're fine God blessed us and we walked away from the car accident yes. but the point is, is that was the not so good part of the week and the day that I got into the car accident I just knew that that day was going to be a shit show really and it was, it was the day that Jesus rose yeah. again. <laughs> and, and that was 
the bad part because I should have been happy that day. No, that day started out wrong and it ended up wrong. The whole day was just nonsense. Was it? Yeah. Didn't I tell you what happened? When my brother's plumbing went in his house. Oh yeah, yeah. The and then it was just it was just one thing after the next. It was just one thing after the next. And we got together, we had dinner as a family. That was great. But I couldn't even enjoy that because I was on edge about all of the other bull crap that happened. Soon as we left dinner from having a semi good time, boom, the I get into the And it was just like one more thing that I just didn't need. You know what I'm saying? But again, we walked away. And so yeah. You know, the car is being fixed and yeah, you know, I'm trying to think positive. Well, you went on vacation right after that and thank God the car is replaceable. You are not. Yeah, well, and vacation was wonderful. Mm-hmm. We had a ball. When I tell like you a ball, I mean a ball. It was a lot of fun. Them. <laughs> it was a lot of them. It was first of all, it was a lot of them. There was you know, we went down for the New Orleans Jazz Festival. Mm-hmm. And when I think jazz festival, I think like Capital Grill, the Capital, like what is it called? Capital Jazz Fest, yeah. you know. It's mo- mostly us. It's a mm-hmm. good time. It's like a family barbecue. That's what I'm thinking it's gonna be. Like mm-hmm. New Orleans Jazz. Right. You know, it's gonna be like essence, mm-hmm. but outside. It wasn't. It was, mm. not. and then I saw our friend Dwayne. Hey, Got Dwayne! A- I was so happy to see Dwayne because we didn't get to see him the last time we were in New Orleans. So right. that really made the trip. That was like the icing on the cake of the trip. And so I was like, I didn't know it was going to be so many other people at the jazz festival. And he was like, What you mean you ain't know? Look at the headliners. And I was like. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) now that makes sense because the day that we went the headliner was Katy Perry Mm -hmm. I don't know any Katy Perry songs so I didn't see her I saw Logic I ain't know none of his songs either but he was a rapper I could kind of get into it more Um, but it was a good ass time New Orleans is just a fun city it is it's a fun city and I cannot wait to go back in July Mm -hmm. even though (laughs) Even though we making it back, I don't know how, but we going back. Oh my goodness! I am about to write. I'm about to like a white woman and write a letter (laughs) to these airlines, to these hotels, and to Essence Music Festival. It's ridiculous, and I think because it mostly because we have gone so many years in a row, and we've each year seen the increase and, and your flight is way cheaper than mine no I, I didn't hurt. get that flight I didn't get that flight it's still way cheaper than mine no I didn't tell you how much the flight was and the flight this flight is by far the most that I've ever spent and this is this is how much I enjoy going to Essence and how much I'm not staying home for the 4th of July. Because right, we already, pat, we know that we're not exactly. staying home. So like, if I, if I don't go to Essence, we're going somewhere. Now, right. we better pick an island to go to or something. But that's how much I don't want to stay home on the 4th of July. That I paid the amount of money that I paid to go with that ticket because that shit was crazy. And I can almost guarantee you I paid more than that and have been. My flights are, I'm telling you, coming from here, my flights are always more expensive than yours. 
but it's it's ridiculous. The last few years it's gotten it's ridiculous. Like, yeah, I was gonna say, and it's crazy because it's like you could go to New Orleans on freaking the next week and you'll pay two hundred dollars for the flight. You mm-hmm. go the week of essence and you pay seven hundred dollars for the flight. That's the difference. And that's why I'm writing this letter because what are we doing? Mm-hmm. And the flight that I usually take is sold out. Yeah. Devastating. Devastating. I don't even know what to do. I will say that to wrap this up, I did get a better situation though. Cause usually I gotta go to DC to mm-hmm. take my flight. So, and I pay so much money for parking, you know, it's like another couple hundred, like a hundred and some dollars for me to park. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking the flight out of the airport. That's like right next to the house. So, so that you can out, Uber. yeah, I can Uber right up there and then come right home. And I got a direct flight both ways. So, oh, man. you know, I, I got a good situation, even though I paid more for the flight, I'll take it. You because I have a layover both ways, even though it's not a long layover. I have a layover both ways, which I usually don't. Um, and I know I pay more money than you. Exactly. Well, look, if if Essence is going to be like the weekend that I just had in New Orleans, it's worth it's it. First worth of all, because yeah. let me tell you, I met you, I met a cowboy mm-hmm. while I was in New Orleans. How do you save a horse? I don't know. Ride a cowboy. Oh, ride a cowboy. <laughs> yeah, save a horse. Ride a cowboy. Uh-huh. That was the first time I ever met a cowboy, especially a black cowboy. Mm, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, like, I'm coming to visit you. Now, <laughs> I might not, like, we probably can't make it in life because you probably want to just live the cowboy lifestyle, and that's not really my lifestyle. I don't think I'm going to turn into a cowboy. What, what if he got, he could have ranch hands to do all that stuff? Well, where are we going to live at? On a ranch, on a big ranch, they be having big ranch houses. They're huge. I don't want. Nice. It's, it's not about. It's not about the, the size of the house. It's help. not about. It's not about that. I don't want to live on a on a ranch. Uh, I don't want to come outside and it be like cows and horses. And that's not. I don't want to do that. The cows and horses be like over there. I don't want to come outside. I'm irked by the birds chirping outside my window. They loud as hell. Well, it won't be no birds on the ranch because they'll get eaten up. Yeah, but it's going to be animals. But they'll be over there. And while animals comes bugs, and bugs comes nuisance. Nuisance comes me being annoyed like I was annoyed when we started this podcast. I don't need that in my life every day. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That cowboy I sure was, did miss you, Maya. That cowboy was something. That I, I, might have to, I don't know. Might turn into a country girl. Hey. <laughs> Save a horse. You know, it, was, it was a good time though. And and even though you got on my nerves, that's gonna be recurring through this um podcast. Clearly. I miss you too. Oh, you did a good job. You did a good job. Um, I really enjoyed the episode on um last week. Um thank you so much. This is when it pays to have a good co-host because you could take time off and the other person could just hold it down. Yeah, it was rough. Why? Because I just don't like being by myself. You feel like you talk to yourself? I feel like, no, I just feel like this is what we do. It's our thing. And so if you ain't there, it ain't our thing. Like, well, what did you record for? Because we took a break the week before. So I was like, that was good enough. We need to, you know, put something out there. I mean, it worked out, but I just, 
you know, it's I'm not it, it doesn't feel weird or anything like that. It just feels like I think this is just something that we do together. So I like us doing it together. That's just what it is. Well, you did good by yourself. Thanks a million. And thank you, podcast family, sticking it out with us the week before when we didn't put out a new episode. We needed a mental break, honey. Let me tell you, to come on here and talk and, you know, it it takes a lot sometimes. And it's just a lot going on in the family. And you just needed to, like, deal with some shit. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, but how was your week since I was gone? How was your week? Well, not as fun as yours. I did my laundry. I found a nickel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I got real excited, too. Like, oh, is that a quarter? Oh, it's a nickel. But okay, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. I just, I had a, you know, it, it, it's progress. I feel good. Oh, good. And I think that is really what uh, matters. And even when I'm not feeling good, like last week, I didn't talk about my job at all this week. I'm not talking about my job at all. You know, same shit, different me. I'm just, you know, moving on, you know, the semester. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, as long as I have progress, that is good. Okay. You know, Progress is what I like. And I have progress, so I am good with that. Mm. But I am glad you're back. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be back. Mm. I should have really, like, I should have recorded some stuff when I was in New Orleans. I'm not like the, like, you know, I put out some Instagram stories and stuff like that just to show people the good time I was having. Um, But it was a lot of content in New Orleans. You should have took pictures of it. Uh, I something. Right. Yes. I realized this when I was in New Orleans too, that we have a podcast. Mm -hmm. Like it took you to go to New Orleans to realize we have a podcast. No, but I realized I'm not quick with the phone. Right. Cause you know how I am. I like to live in the moment. So I I don't like to go away and be on my phone, have my phone out. I I don't like that. That kind of shit irks me. So I'm not quick with the phone in my hand, just like, oh, let me record this. This is content or, oh, this would be good for the show because I don't be wanting to have my phone in my hand like that. Right. But you are like and you've always been that way. We always, you know, first of all, you have your camera and the things that are captured in that camera that we never see again. All those years and years and years of family photos. But that's neither here nor there. Um. So if I have them, you'll always know where they are, but go ahead. So, you know, you always have your camera out, you take um, the pictures and it's so funny. Cause I was just thinking about this uh, for the last couple of days. Um, but you've never been one to like, Oh, you know, let's put, you know, post on social media while we're away and all that kind of stuff. You've never done that, which I think is cool. However, even content or no content, I'd be like, Maya, we have a podcast. Like, you be talking to mad people and you never bring up the podcast. Like, hey. I know. <laughs> like, never. never. I know. Oh, and yeah. it's like, I'm like, did you tell them about the podcast? You were like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but see, this right here, what we're talking about is the, the disconnect of us growing up in a time that we grew up in a time as opposed to now, right? So, when we grew up, it wasn't social media. 
So you didn't have, or we didn't have podcasts. We didn't have social media. I mean, you had radio shows, but you had to like apply to be on the radio. It wasn't just like start something. Right. And so it's not a thought process because. But it is for me, even though I don't always be on social media like that, but I always bring up the podcast to people. Always. I'm going to do better. Okay. I'm going to do better because I, I mean, I got us some subscribers while I was in New Orleans, but oh, go ahead, girl. Yes, because I was talking about the podcast, okay. but I mean, I could have been talking to so many more people. I'm going to make a mental note of that, but, um, dang, dang. I'm not saying go out of your way. I'm just saying I have no, but I almost full-fledged conversations with people and it never cut the podcast never comes up yeah I really that's what I'm saying I almost have to like just really go out of my way I, I really I, I have to I have to keep that in mind um do a better job at promoting well who, if you're listening to me right now thank you and I will do better at getting us more people to you know to the podcast because I will spark up a conversation with a person and just never yeah. mention that right <laughs> Speaking of sparking up a conversation, so I ran into somebody who clearly knows me, but and this is why you'll know. Um, well, I saw him, I was like, Oh, hey, how you doing? How you been? And they was like, in five. <laughs> <laughs> and I started laughing. I was like, Oh, you know, thanks for your support, whatever. And then he was like, Would you be having a countdown so you can hurry up and put some clothes on before I come on? And I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nobody wants like, to see all of that. You know me. <laughs> yes, because I'm always naked. And I'm like, oh, let me put something on. I just did this when you was like, oh, we going to call. I was like, all right, let me put something on. <sighs> but yeah. I, I cracked up laughing like, ah, you know. Yeah, that's funny. You get used to it, though. Yeah. Who gets used to it? You should. I mean, I've been the same forever. Yes, but we have a podcast now. I don't want to see that. It's a difference when I'm just coming over your house. You could do what you want in your house, but like, it, come on, work with me. But anyway, since I've been going, mad shit's been happening. Last week, you were so positive about yes. all your who did some shits. It was just yes. like on point. And I, I wanted to point out this before we continue. You made it seem like last week that I... <laughs> only want to talk about the negative shit because you was like oh Maya ain't here and I could talk about all my positivity like I just be like uh-uh that's too positive let's talk about this <laughs> no we just talk about the things that's going on in the world and that a lot of the true. things that's going on in the world is negative but don't make it seem like I'm the negative Nancy well that was not my intention my well, I was definitely I was rolling off. with I was rolling with the you too nice theme you know, I was rolling with that because that was the last thing we talked about. I'm too nice. So this is what nicey nice people do. That's what I was rolling with. Not that you're the one that brings up all the negativity. You know, shit do be happening. I mean, we can't control it. Well, speaking right. of shit that's happening, um, we wanted to say rest in peace to director John Singleton. Um, John Singleton died on April 29th. He was 51 years young. It was reported earlier in the week that he had been checked into the hospital because he had a stroke and, you know, went from, oh, he's in the hospital. He had a mild stroke to him being in intensive care to him being in a medically induced coma to him being on life support and, um, 
ultimately passing away. I was reading something and it was uh, talking about how John Singleton had took himself to the hospital Mm. because he was saying that he had pain in his leg Mm. and he, you know, checked himself into the hospital and then ultimately they said that he had a stroke Mm -hmm. and it was just, um, it, 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 it just goes to show how fast things happen when you speak about medical issues in general, but specifically strokes, you know, how a person could just be sitting in front of you and like they said, had pain in his leg, say, oh, it's not feeling really too good. I think I need to go to the hospital. And for people that don't know, and you can give us a little bit more information as our resident nurse here, but with strokes, it's very important to act fast. Very important. um, Because they do have medicine that you know, if a person shows sign of a stroke that they could give them, but they have to get it within a certain time period. They Look have at to you, Mike. Certain, no, certain you better go. <laughs> I, I do know something. You better go, girl. Some things. Um, but they have to give it, they have to administer administer the uh, medicine in a certain time period. And if it's out of that time period, then they can no longer get it. Um, and so I don't know, I didn't read that part if John Singleton was out of that, um, you know, time period where he was able to get the medicine and the medicine does what it reverses. It can reverse, uh, the stroke, right? It doesn't reverse the stroke, the stroke. The medicine is called TPA and it's clock busters. Okay. It's a, it's a real, very, 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 very strong blood center. Mm -hmm. And you have to stay in the hospital while you get it. Um, for I think a day until like 24 hours after the treatment because your blood is so thin, any kind of stick mm-hmm. may, you may bleed out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's a, um, it's a clot buster is what, mm-hmm. it, is what it is, but you have to get it within, um, I think it's 72 hours of a yeah. Onset of the stroke, yes. Um, and it, it's not just—it's not just that John Singleton is was at that age. He fifty-one is very, very young. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is the age, uh, especially for African American men, that forty to fifty-five year age range when you're hustling and bustling in your career and you're moving and shaking and you're like, you know, you're fighting through every little thing and you know, Oh, I don't need to go to the doctor. And what we do is we miss checkups. Yeah. Checkups and physicals are important because he had to have had high blood pressure. Mm. You know, Mm. he's, he's, he had to, he's 51 Mm. and he died. Mm. You know what I mean? So he's had to have had high blood pressure and we just don't, and high blood pressure is considered the silent killer because mm-hmm. we don't feel high blood pressure yeah. until our heart starts to give out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To me, like more important than the stroke, because just like he drove himself to the hospital, when it gets to that point, you feel something. Mm-hmm. You know, so hopefully you can get yourself somewhere. You can call 911. Somebody's around you or something, but if I could stress anything, it is that go get your annual physical, you know, and once you turn 40, you need to go to the doctor every six months, mm-hmm. once for your annual physical. And then the second time in six months for a wellness check, especially if you're African-American, you know, blood pressure is called the silent killer. And this is exactly why it's tragic. It's a shame. It is. It is. And uh, so, you know, John Singleton, for for people who may not know, um, he was a, 
No, well, I'm, you know, he was, he, some people don't know. And if they don't know, they may know him for certain things because in reading um, up on him when he passed away, John Singleton directed a lot of movies mm-hmm. and um, was influential in a lot of things that people might not even have no, realized right, because right. I didn't even know that John Singleton uh, directed Rosewood. Oh, yeah. Mm-mm, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who I thought directed Rosewood, but I didn't know he directed Rosewood, but he was a director. Um, he directed su- movies such as like Boys in the Hood, Higher Learning, like I said, Rosewood. He wrote he, Boys he, in the Hood. That was yeah, his movie. Yeah, yeah 24 um, years old when it got picked up, 1991. He was the, mm-hmm. he was the youngest African-American person to be nominated for an Oscar at 24 years old mm-hmm. when he made um, uh, Boys in the Hood. I mean, he was instrumental in so many people's career, like Taraji P. Henson. He gave Ice Cube That's in Boys right. in the Hood his first acting role. Yep. And, you Double. know, taught him what it was to be a director mm-hmm. and a writer. And now look at what Ice Cube Look at Doughboy now. Go ahead, Doughboy. Um, <laughs> You never really, I I mean, we have because we're in this, because we're in the community, but how much of an impact Boys in the Hood really had on... Relatable, that's uh, why. Right. Yes. And it was it, it was his true story of growing right. up in his South Central neighborhood, but it just spoke to hoods everywhere, you know what I'm saying? Everybody could relate to it. And so it's really an iconic film, and he is an iconic director. You know, yeah. he'll be sorely missed. I mean, known for his works here lately. Um, he did uh Snowfall, you know, the show oh. Snowfall on FX. Yeah, he created and directed that. And that was like critically acclaimed um show. So if you haven't checked that out, but um, yeah, rest in peace, you know. I I hear that his family is kind of like fighting over his estate. That is so that's so sad. That's I so hate sad. Yeah. That I hate that when people die, the the nastiness comes out in people. Right. Well, so first like, of all, we first the first thing we have to do is take care of our business. Right. You know, at 24, he had a legacy to protect in his death. Because I mean, God, he could have got hit by a bus at 26. Anything could have happened. So at 24, when he was nominated and he that he he was considered successful. You know, we have to start protecting our legacy. So there should have been something then because he was, you know, who he is married to Nettie, Nettie from the color purple. That's who he has the children. He has two children with her, you know, me and you us never part my kids. Nothing but death can keep me. Yeah, I, mean, I know who yeah. Nettie is, but yeah. I didn't know he was married to her. Yeah, he was married to Nettie. They, they have two children. The two oldest children are with Nettie. Oh, and, he was married to her from 1996 to 1997. Right, but they weren't married long, but they were together long. Okay. Whatever. Okay. And um, so it's important to protect. I mean, I have a coffee table, but Adesia knows exactly what to do with the coffee table in the right. event of my early demise. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> you, you have to get these things in order. So there's nothing, there's no fighting, you know, right. and if there is fighting, this will settle it. You know, you could be mad, you could be mad, but this is what he wants. Right. And and so we have to learn 
to get our affairs, have our affairs in order. You know, it's not like we make a reservation for death. Like, you know, after I work this job and go here, then no, it doesn't work that way. So you need to protect what you have. Very important because it's very, very, very sad to hear of children and spouses and ex-spouses and people fighting over, you know, and you can't even grieve. That's what I was going to say. It it yeah. all boils down to money and you can't even grieve your loved ones. It's like, and people can have $5 or $5 million and people will surely fight over it. It's like, I've never seen nothing like it. Then God, when something happens to my mother, I bet not a soul come about the woodworks and say a goddamn thing to me. Let but, me tell you something. People was taking my mom's clothes. I always liked this one. Yeah. Always. Like, <laughs> I like, and and I didn't have time for it. Like I would have probably like killed somebody for mm-hmm. real if I would even right. open my mouth. So I just was like, whatever. But then when it settles, you get angry. Yeah. But I was ready to go through it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And the audacity of people to think that it's okay to do it. And that's, yes. that's what yes, it, is. it is. But it, yeah. it, like you said, it's get your, you know, this shows, like we said, he was 51 years young. You know, it's very young to pass away. Um, things like this just show you that not only to take care of your affairs, but also to take care of your health. You know, when you feel something, say something, get it checked out, you know, don't wait. Death is surely not avoidable but uh we can take measures to prolong it a little bit i think you know even if you don't feel anything if you are 40 and uh, and up you need to go to the doctor at least annually preferably every six months Mm -hmm. you need to go just for a physical and then a wellness check if you're 40 and above and especially if you're african-american preston i'm gonna just say this it is a blessing to be black but Lord knows mm-hmm. we got a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Every time I hear something, it's like, well, you know, you 17 times uh, <laughs> more risk if you're African-American, you know, damn, I can't sneeze. I can't get rid of. Well, you know, if you're African-American, the sneeze gets harder. It's like, yeah, but, you know, but you know, um, it's funny because I'm working on a program to really help, you know, I'm very committed to communities of color and just whenever I can find a new way to bring information to people, I'm just really excited about it. So a colleague and I were working on something to have an outdoor venue and, mm-hmm. and talking about health in a, a more fun way. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're you're absolutely right. A lot you hear the statistics all the time. You're 10 times more likely, you're 15 I mean. times more likely, you're 50% more likely, all this kind of stuff. But you know, a lot of that is based on our culture. It's not, you know, it's not just because, you know, it's we're black because it's Caucasian people have these issues as well, but they tend to go to the doctor more. Well, you know, they, they tend, tend to, to they, have they take medicine. They, yeah, they're, but they tend to have more access to doctors. They tend to have more um, insurance. They tend to have more funds exactly, that gets them exactly, to the doctors. Exactly. And it's by no chance that it was set up in the exactly. way that it's set up exactly. so that we don't have access and exactly. that we don't have insurance and that we don't have the funds to go get um, help. I mean, those things are true. It, and and I I this is something we agree on. I agree <laughs> with you where it's like it is based off of all off of our culture, right? We right. think about the foods we eat, you know, right. soul food. But 
look at the reasons why we eat those foods. That's we had to. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. It's ingrained. It's ingrained in our culture. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And then we have people. So and and I'm saying that you're a hundred percent correct in the access. The access is different. So when we look at these numbers, and sometimes you know, what researchers do, they separate it. So for it's one thing for the people not to have access, but for the people who have access. John Singleton had access. Yeah, but I mean, we don't know there's still a culture. There's still a culture attached, is what I'm. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. for even for the people who have access, there's a culture attached. There's a culture in the way we eat. There's a culture in how we feel about medical professionals. There's Mm -hmm. a culture in how we don't take off of work to go to the doctor. There's a culture how we, you know, it. it, It's a lot ingrained in our behaviors. Mm -hmm. So. all you can do is get the information out there. I used to be annoyed with saying the same thing over and over and over and over until I learned that people don't get it until they heard it on the 45th time or the 50th mm-hmm. time. or And then you have somebody who's heard it for the hundredth time and then with a person who's never heard it before. Mm-hmm. So they're just starting. So sometimes, because even I work in HIV and sometimes I was just getting tired of hearing that message. But you know what? Clearly the message is not being heard because it's, the disease is 100% preventable and still 40,000 people every year are being infected. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to keep talking about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. We should keep talking about this. This is, this, to. these things are important. Uh, getting checked are important, but let, let, let's move on. I, I wanted to talk about something that's just been on my mind. You know, I said I got into the accident. Mm-hmm. After I got into the accident, like literally when the accident happened, right? I was with my mom. Right. So that's your ace boom. That was so that was like, oh, I had to call her. And to call her, there, right? <laughs> my niece was in the car with us. So of mm, course, automatically I called my brother, mm-hmm. right? That would be the next person I would call. Next person I called was you. Mm-hmm. I love you too, boo. I guess you're not getting on my nerves so much right now. <laughs> I had nobody else. Besides family, you know, that I wanted to call to say, oh, my God, let me tell you what happened. I was in an accident. Right. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm back from New Orleans and my phone is ringing and people like, hey, what's up? I'm talking about men. You know, it's like, hey, what you been up to? And I'm like, nothing was in a car accident, you know, or whatever. It's like, oh, why you ain't call me? Yeah. (laughs) Hmm. I, I mean, I just yeah, didn't yeah, think yeah. of it. It's like, I didn't think of you enough to call me. And then I to call you, you know, I just didn't, right. I didn't think that you wasn't on my mind. It wasn't like, I felt like you was going to drop everything and run. Right. So it's like. Because that's why people call you. You called us. Yeah, because I knew your ass was going to come. Exactly. So that's why I called you. I knew my brother was going to come, so that's why I called him. You know, it's like, right. and if the next person I would have called was a tow truck if I had to, if my car wasn't drivable. You know what I'm saying? You, I didn't know where you fit in between brother, I was with my mom, baby, tow truck, I didn't need. I didn't know where you fit in. So then I was getting cussed out mm. because I wasn't thinking enough of people to call them to say I was in an accident. And I'm thinking like, do you care that I was in an accident or do you care that I didn't call you to tell you I was in a damn accident? And that just got me to thinking, 
ninjas ninjas are crazy as hell and they out here i had so many instances this week of ninjas being crazy ninjas is crazy they really on one this spring i mean the pollen then went up and the crazy then went off i don't know yes like what they are in ninjas are in full relationships in their head they don't do nothing don't call i don't know why you think i am so interested in your kids prom uh <laughs> get at me all it what uh, like what do you want me to say i don't know yo they out of control no they really are they and they really are it's just this you you made a point. Ninjas think they in full-fledged relationships. They do. You know that's happening to me right now, right? Mm-hmm. It's two people who feel like in their mind that they're in full-fledged relationships with me. And I'm like... What's your I, name again? Right. <laughs> when I think about a person that I'm in a relationship with, if I... I would call you and say, hey, I was in a car accident. Mm -hmm. If I think about somebody that I'm in a relationship with, after I tell you I was in a car accident, I think that you would call me to check on me. Hey, you all right? Everything okay with the car? Did did y'all get hurt? Did you do anything? If you're not doing that, you can't think you in no full pleasure. First of all, if you think you in a relationship, like, why am I not talking to you every day? Why is it a week later and you just find it out I have a car accident? Like, what? And why in that week, when you do find out that I ca- have a car accident, I don't talk to you. And then when I do talk to you, you like, when I'm going to see you? Motherfucker, I don't even have a car. And I didn't mean to cuss mm. like that. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I don't even have a car. When did you think that you was going to see me? <laughs> <sighs> yes. And you still talk about when I'm going to see you. Okay. Uh, I, I got nothing. I got nothing. When yeah. are you going to see me? Probably never. Because why? And I told you this. I told you this. And you were like, you need to go on a date. You need to go on a date. You need to go on a date. And I, I don't feel like dating. I don't. I just don't feel like dating because I don't feel like getting to know anybody. I don't feel like listening to the hoopla, ha ha. I don't feel like I'm not interested in your dreams. I just don't have it right now to go through this little, this little thing because dudes just be creating stuff in their head. Right, but I don't want things like this, or or like you know even little things that I'm telling you like yo this man thinks he's in a full fledged relationship with me but has not called to say are you alive after your accident is everything okay you know my mother has surgery I failed to mention that and when I was talking about a week my mother had surgery and everything came out great from the surgery you know she's mm-hmm. okay however. You know my mother had surgery. If you aren't calling to say, hey, did your mom make it out of surgery? Your mom alive? Y'all all right after? Like, you know the 70 million things that I have going on. I am confused on why you even still calling my damn phone. More and you know how on- you are. Anybody who knows you knows how you are about your mom. Yeah, right. That's you what, what I'm mean? saying. Like, it's not like 
I had surgery and they be like, how's bib or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's your anybody who knows you knows how you are about your mom. Right. And if like, you know me enough to feel like you might be in a relationship with me in your mind, then you know how I am with my mother. And to, it's no bigger turn off to me than a person who is not concerned with what I'm concerned about when it comes down to my mother. Now, are you going to be like me with my mom? No. And I don't expect you to. However, if you don't even call to say, did your mom make it out of surgery? You can't possibly think that you in a friendship with me, let alone a relationship with me. I don't have a friend in my life and I got a lot of damn friends. I don't have a friend in my life who knows that my mom didn't have surgery and hasn't called to say, yo, your mom good from the surgery. Y'all need anything? And you think you in a relationship with me, like we together, like we're a mate, like we're a couple, like we are living happily ever after, like we going to be laying down later tonight, like we going to eat dinner on Sunday, like we getting the wine glasses and toasting and saying, I missed you, babe. Like we doing all of that. That's the type of relationship you think that we in. And you have not said yeah, like now. Well, he, he, he has said it, but he didn't say it when he should have said it. So to me, none of those things are going to happen ever because ninjas are crazy as hell. And you know, when you when they do what they want to do, and you tell them that they can't do what they want to do anymore, and then they gonna send you with the I am who I am. I'm a be <laughs> I'm gonna be whatever. <laughs> it's no bigger do you boo right and it's no bigger <laughs> what, what, what ninjas need to realize is no bigger turn off than someone whose ego is so big that it outweighs anything that you have going on as well like you know i like a confident man mm. i like a confident asshole in fact you know but you can't have your ego be so out of hand that you feel like you want to tell me put your feelings to the side and, and it's all about me. And then going to be like sending shit like I'm, I am who I am. And you let need me to let get you over. know. Yeah. Like, let uh, me let you know. Yeah. Let me let you know. The Bible says, <laughs> don't think more highly of yourself than you ought. The Bible that, says that? Absolutely. That's not for me. That's Bible. Better get the read. <laughs> no. Like I was just looking like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Next. And it all boils down to ninjas are crazy. Oh, crazy. They crazy. They they crazy. Like when they have your number and they act like they don't know you. Oh, hey, how you do? What? See oh. you out, see you somewhere, be like, <laughs> hey, how you doing? And it's like, oh my God, where you been? We could have been, I could have been seeing you. You have my number. Right. You have my number. You could have called me. We could have set something up. My phone number has been the same since 1999. I think mine been the same since definitely early 2000s, too. Since my phone number has been the same. The cell phone has yeah, been right. the same oh, since yeah. 1999. Ninjas I, are crazy. As hell. It's, I mean, really, really, really crazy. And what what's really crazy is, and we did the episode and how you said I was too nice or whatever. And I may be a nice person, but when I, you know, sometimes shit just get on your nerves. Like, mm -hmm. and, and, and when people get on your nerves, 
they know that they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They know for a fact what they're doing. And they may do it like, oh, you know, she a pushover, she nice, whatever, whatever. But when I say, you know, when I push back or say what I want to say, now they looking at me sideways. Like, I'm crazy. You know what I mean? Like, mm, well, she got it. Yeah, no, you, you are crazy. Yes, and yes. get out of my face with this crazy mess. Because I am nice and I don't have time for you in this ridiculousness. You know what I mean? Like, come on now. You got a playmate. Go play with them. Especially if you got a playmate. Mm-hmm. I'm crazy. Well, I think that I could sit here and tell you many more ninjas are crazy stories. But I mean, all in all, I think that we as women have to know when to get off of the carnival ride of crazy like you always say right I don't want to buy this I don't want to I'm not buying no more tickets to this carnival it's over you know Mm -hmm. so when it comes down to ninjas are crazy maybe you know it had me to thinking I had so many crazy so much craziness going on this week I was like well shit are you crazy for even putting up with it like Mm -hmm. you the common denominator in the sweetie maybe your ass is crazy for dealing with it so no, I don't know. I think it goes back to when we, remember we did the podcast. If you can't date, don't date. Yeah. And what I think what it is, I really think what this crazy is, is that ninjas be trying to juggle like a whole lot of things mm-hmm. or people at once, and mm-hmm. they can't, but they think that they can. And you, you know, they think that they got it going on, like they got their whole process together, and we looking at them like, get out of here with this, and they just keep throwing like lines out you know like keep throwing the lines and i'm just going to make a public service announcement like i can't speak for all women i know i know and that's why you know people say i don't date no because i'm not for the goofy i'm not for nothing goofy mm-hmm. you know what i mean and even if i'm wrong i'd rather be on the side of caution mm-hmm. you know what i mean because it, if it appears goofy if it sounds goofy if it looks goofy it's goofy and I'm not for no, I'm, mm-mm. I am past romper room. I don't have time for it. And that's, and that's really what it is. These dudes think that they really doing something and uh, they're not, but it does work. It's a numbers game. Mm-hmm. So if you find the right one, you know what I mean? You may be able to reel in the right one. And sometimes it works out, you know, and then sometimes it works out for a little bit because that person could have been bored at the time. Because I know I have talked to a lot of people because I was bored. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I ain't doing nothing. So, yeah. Well, you know, that's my favorite line. You'd be like, why are you still talking to him? Like, I ain't, I ain't doing, doing nothing, nothing else. else. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. So, and then when they get unbored and, you know, got stuff to do or see that there's really no substance or whatever, you know, they move on. But it's a numbers game. But, like. I, we're not stupid. You know what I mean? We're not stupid. So, you know, run your numbers somewhere else. I, I, I got nothing. But I'm telling you, and, and the testosterone sniffing is just like out of control. The Let's t- talk a little bit about that. Why is it that now we did, you know, that old saying, you know, that old saying that people like, oh, they, when you get in a relationship, people want you more, mm-hmm. you know, it's like when a man knows that another man is around. Mm. Or doesn't even know. They feel it. They sense it. They sniff it. They sense great it. testosterone sniffer. It's I'm like, here they come out the woodwork. Here they come. I was just minding my business, being single. 
mm-hmm. like I am. You know, I start dating. You know, talked about it a couple of the dates on here. And next thing I know, people was dropping from the damn sky. Right. And I was like, where you come from? Oh, you. Oh, her. Hmm. Exactly. Like, what you been doing? Um, living my life. It's right. like uh, something else is going on with you. Nah, nothing else is going on with me. But like you said, the great testosterone sniffers. I'm I mean, you. I don't. what is that? What is that? Like, it, we do know what it is. I'm not, that's a rhetorical question, but like. And I think it's certain people too. Like, everybody might not be the one. I know mm-hmm. I have like specific, I have one main one that's like, and I mean, like, it's nothing. It ain't going to be nothing. You know, it ain't nothing. And eh, I mean, before I even know I'm about to run into something. And that's how I know. I'm like, what? <laughs> something must be about to happen to me. I'm gonna meet somebody tomorrow. You yeah. know what I mean? Because here it is. Like, I mean, every single time, like you don't even want nothing. And but that's just how ninjas are. They don't want to be committed. They don't want to do what they have to do. But they don't want nobody else to be around either. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's what it is. And I have, you know, I am not having an emotional affair. However, I when I was doing the survey of self mm-hmm. after that episode, I do see where, you know, a lot of my friends, they don't want me to be with nobody. I mean, literally, like, they don't. And I mean, I think four off the top of my head. Like, they like, they cool. Now, they or everybody live their own life. Ain't none of them thinking about me as long as I ain't with nobody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Ain't none of them thinking about me as long as I'm not with nobody. But the minute I go on a date or, you know what I mean, whatever, I was walking around with my brother. You know, they was like, got a young boy. I'm like, what the hell you care? Like, what is going on? Yeah, that's how they are, though. They don't want nothing, but they surely don't want you to be with nobody else. Well, ninjas are crazy and get crazy. They'll just do anything. And I'll just be laughing and thinking to myself, like, you could testosterone sniff on around here and you will get the same results that your ass been getting because juggle ain't no problem for me. So, you know, sniff on. It's cool. I'm going to just be real because I don't know. What's the current slang? Because in my mind, I'm thinking, like, you look like a sucker. You know what I mean? You can still I, say sucker. Oh, it's, say that sucker. ain't the that ain't the current slang, but that's always gonna be the slang because ninjas be looking like suckers. So that's what they look like. They look like a sucker because you out here so worried about me, but you ain't worried about me at all. Get your goof troop ass out of here. Yeah, that that's that's some sucker shit. That's sucker shit, y'all. I'm it just is. saying. It is. That's exactly what it is. It's sucker shit. And what's more sucker shit is that they think that you are so engrossed that, in that them we, that we're into that, it, yeah. you, <laughs> that you like when they act like they care that you like oh he care about me yeah, and yeah, you ain't yeah. paying attention to the other stuff yeah, and it's exactly. like yo I see through all your like I see through all of that I have brothers cousins uncles, uncles. a father. I, you know, I, got friends. Two dads. Exactly. I have 
men in my life. Do you know that I've been around men before? Do you know that I've seen them do the same shit? Like y'all all read from the same book, you know, and not all men are the same. Not all women are the same, but the ninjas that are crazy are all the same. I'm telling you, I be having my brother in here dying. He be like, what about what happened to this one, babe? And he, I mean, he'd be laughing before I could even get the story out. He'd be like, "Oh, I knew when I seen him." <laughs> and when I saw him, he was a sucker. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And like, I'll be like, we'll be out, and he'll be like, "I'm like, why is this guy keep calling me?" He was like, "You know what it is, babe. They're gonna keep hanging around, waiting for their chance. Just keep hanging around, keep hanging around." And I was like, "Oh, all right." And that's what right. cracks me up about you, because you always be like. Like, in particular, you know, you'll be like, I mean, I said that it was this. And it's like, no matter what you said, like, give it time. They ain't calling you now. They'll call. And then they call. It might be six days. And I'd be later. shocked every time. No, no. You'd be like, oh, my God, I can't believe Henry <laughs> called me. And it's like, you can't. I told you Henry's going to call. You're like, nah, thing. Henry not going to call no more. I'm I telling you this him. time. I told, I told him. him. Right. And it's like, nah, Henry won't call again. <laughs> Like they always call again, even when you cuss them out, even when it's like no chance, they always call again. And like I said, it might be six days, it might be six minutes, or it might be six months, but they gonna call again. Right. I mean, and don't get it twisted. It ain't no love loss. It, you know, it is what it is. But that don't mean that you know you gonna sit here and accept the sucker shit. No, because you might be on the right day and I might be crazy with you and might entertain the crazy. So, you know, but don't don't just just don't act like I don't know what it is. I don't like that. Like, I'm not dumb. And I think that's what gets on my nerves more than anything. Like, do the sisters really think I'm dumb? Like, you know, and that's what frustrates me more than anything. So just like you said, you know, I might play the game a little bit, whatever. And it's not even a game because it's to me, it really is no love loss. If I deal with you, then I deal with you on whatever, whatever we do. That's what we do. You know what I mean? But if I don't feel like it and you got a playmate, then I don't feel like it. Oh, that's just how I feel. And that's you hit the nail on the head for the person who feels like they're in the relationship with me. I had to tell them. When I feel like it, I'll call. When I don't, when I feel like it, we probably are in a relationship. And when I am not, then we ain't. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but listen to it again. <laughs> exactly. If that shit sounds crazy as hell, but I know what I'm talking about. But anyway, before we get on out of here and wrap this week's episode up of these ninjas being crazy, because you know we could just go on and on and on. There's so many instances of these ninjas being crazy. You got a personal journal this week? Oh, personal journal. Oh, wait a minute. Before we get to the personal journal, we talk about uh, crazy. We got to shout out our boy. What's our husband? Me and Maya, sister wives, y'all. Y'all ain't know. Damn, we gonna say before we get up, before we start, <laughs> when we talking about crazy. Let's talk about you. But yes, we are sister wives. Um, we this has been brought to our attention that we're sister wives, and hey, we accept it. But we <laughs> want to give a shout out to the Out Crowd uh, podcast who continuously supports our show, um, our boys, especially, especially Jared. Jared. Yeah. Jared. Hey, Jared. 
Uh, Jared just continues to share our podcast. He sends us little notes that just say, hey, girls, you're doing a good job. And we truly appreciate it. We read everything. We talk about you all the time, Jared. You say that you want to marry both of us. And here's the thing, (laughs) Jared, because I know you'll be listening. You have to choose, sweetheart. Mm. I don't want to be her sister wife because she gets on my nerves sometimes. So I need to just be the wife. Okay. So this is Maya speaking. Choose me. (laughs) (laughs) But no, we just want to give special shout outs to everybody out there that supports us. No, we want to give shout outs to everybody that supports us. We want to make sure that we give special shout outs to all the people who, you know, continue to encourage us and, um, you know, support our podcast. So again, check out the Out Crowd podcast. Yeah, they are funny. So, okay, back to the personal journal. Because I do have a personal journal. And, you know, it's on my vision board. And I have really, really, really fallen off with my release the pounds. Mm. I was doing really well for a while. I wasn't doing well releasing the pounds, but I was doing well getting my mind ready to release the pounds. (laughs) You see, because it all starts in your mind. And at work, I was having a conversation with one of our clinical representatives and one of my doctors and I, we were having a conversation and we talked about food and food addiction and diet and exercise and weight loss and really what summed it up and what I've learned is in order to be successful you know there has to be something like that turns that little switch and if the, if it's if it's nothing that just makes it click for you to do it it you have to change your attitude about food And when we talk about, you know, we have a relation, everybody has a relationship with food Mm -hmm. and it's a different type relationship. Some people look at food as a comfort. Some people look at food as just nourishment. Oh, I eat because I have to, to stay alive. Some people look at food as a, um, it's like a, a, a trial or tribulation because maybe they can't afford food or they can't afford the food that they want or whatever it is. We have to look at our relationship with food and change our attitude. I realize now that my biggest problem is um, excuses. Mm-hmm. I got 130 million. If you need to borrow some, I'm telling you, I got plenty. Mm-hmm. Plenty, plenty, plenty excuses, but I'm starting to recognize them for what they are. And before I was really believing my excuses, like, mm-hmm. no, that's not an excuse. That's for real. Mm-hmm. you know. But it, it, I do have a lot of excuses. So last weekend I went to the supermarket. I did my shopping the way I go to the Reading terminal and I shop and get stuff there. And I go to the supermarket, I get stuff there and I go to the produce market and I get stuff there and I'm starting to have groceries. Like if people come over, I can actually offer them something. Mm. I, I know, I know, I know. But (laughs) it, but so, and now before I go to work, I'm making breakfast. So I make smarter, better choices at 
lunchtime and you know I don't buy the snack because I don't buy anything that I don't want to eat mm-hmm. you know what I mean if I don't want to snack on it I don't buy it and I really had to get to the core of what my thought process process is about food so hopefully by the time we go to essence I'll be able to fit my clothes because I've been wearing scrubs for months now and that's just my goal to be able to fit my clothes. And that's my personal journal. That was a good one. You are absolutely correct. We do have to recognize our relationship with food. And we talked about it earlier with John Singleton about, you know, the African-American community mm-hmm. and our relationships with food are really about comfort. I feel like, you know, it's, it's more so about comfort and friendship and fellowship and what we have at the time more so than it is about nourishment and right you know being sustaining you know just eating to to live and not live and eat you know right so and I'm also glad that you recognize that you have a lot of excuses when it comes <laughs> down to um diet and exercise a lot I mean, so many. a lot. And I mean, they just come out of nowhere. And I, they just like, oh my gosh. Yes. Like wildflowers. I lie. <laughs> a lot. Well, what's your personal journal? My personal journal for this week is about focusing on me. After the accident, you know, like I said, it was so much going on that day and the week leading up to that day with my mom's surgery and just having a lot of stress built up for that and what's to come next after the surgery. And then that day, my mind was just so focused on other people, you know, making sure other shit was taken care of, making sure other people was taken care of. And after I got into the accident and I finally like came home, you know, and I was like feeling some type of way kind of about going to New Orleans because I was like, I got so much stuff to do for other people. Mm -hmm. You know, I was, when I went to New Orleans and then I came back, I was like, it was like a light bulb went off because I was still feeling like, damn, I should go back to New Jersey because I got to check on my mom. I got to do this, that, and the third, blah, 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 blah. But I was like, you know what? Take a break because that's the reason why your ass got into the accident because mm-hmm. you're not taking breaks and focusing on yourself, you know? And here's the thing. I mean, the accident could have happened no matter what, but being that my mind was just not in a good place that whole day because I was focusing on other things for other people. And I was so angry about just having to do something else. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, Oh my God, it's something else on my plate. And I was just so like, my mind was just so focused on something else. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Doing something else that I, you know, like it just, I wasn't thinking we got into the accident. It, It is what it is. And so when I came back, I was like, like I said, having that thought, oh, you need to go to New Jersey. But I was like, you know what? Sit still. Like, focus on yourself because it, it one thing's for certain and two things for sure. If you ain't good, ain't nobody good. And all of the stuff that I do for other people mm-hmm. and all of the other people that depend on me to do those things, mm-hmm. I ain't going to be no good to them or me if I ain't focused on me. 
And so that is my goal moving forward, more specifically for right now, you know, it's just to focus on myself. I decided to stay home this weekend and just like chill, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Get my thoughts together, you know, try to just get my life under control and back in some kind of order for me. And uh, yeah, so that's what I want to do. And that's my personal journal for this week. Just focusing on me. I like it. I like it so much. That's my personal journal for next week. (laughs) (laughs) Already got it planned out. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. So let's hope, you know, let's, let's cross our fingers and keep us in prayer that that's what we do. Uh, Baby is going to focus on, losing a pound. I'm going to focus on me and we're going to focus on getting on out of here for this week. We will be here next week with an all new episode. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thanks again, Bibby, for holding it down, but I'm back. (laughs) and We will be here same time next week. Remember that an all new episode drops each and every Monday. Uh, as Baby said in the beginning of the show, you can find us anywhere where you can listen to a podcast. We're on iTunes, Google Play, <clears throat> Spotify, Anchor, YouTube. Check us out. Follow us on social media. We are on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at We Did That Shit. I'm at MyMy13, MYMY13 on my personal Twitter. And I'm at Baby Amina. That's B-I-B-B-I-A-M-I-N-A. Yeah, so we'll see you next week. Remember, get your blood pressure checked. Do that shit. I love you, Maya. Love you, too. And I'm about to go to CVS so I can check mine. (laughs) Bye.